What is up, everybody? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops, a bonus episode to discuss the biggest trade of the year so far because we have a bunch more coming in just a couple days here. Kyrie Irving to Dallas. We'll be touching on a few other things as well here, but mostly centered around this massive trade that is basically going to shake up the NBA landscape going into the deadline. Um, But before we get into that, Steve, Jake, and myself here to talk all with you guys. How's it going, fellas? It's going. It's going. You know, I have uh, mixed feelings about this deal, but but it's going. And I think this could be the start of a very crazy trade deadline, Donnie. I I don't think – I I was saying this last week, right – I don't really think we see a lot of teams sit still this year because it's either you're in on Wemby or you're in on trying to win now. And there's really a few teams kind of in the middle. Other than that, a lot of other teams got to make decisions. We talked about some teams last week that there's there's going to be some moving parts. And I think this is just the uh, the first one of many to come this deadline. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not wrong because I know some. That you're gonna see uh, a couple, you know, of those surprise trades. That's like did not did not even expect this guy to get moved, and sure enough, there it is. Yeah, it's also the potential night for LeBron James to be breaking the all-time scoring record. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see with that. Uh, a lot of madness going on in the NBA right now. But let, let's let's dive into the Kyrie trade, right? So today we we got we finally got images. We know that it's real now. We saw Kyrie Irving at yep. the Dallas Mavericks practice. <laughs> Kyrie in blue is a little weird. He's going back to his number two that he hasn't worn since his Cleveland days. So you know, well, and uh, the the reports that are actually coming out as we start the start this is kind of funny. His his latest quote uh, talking about his dis- departure from Brooklyn was that he felt disrespected. Um, in Brooklyn by fans <laughs> to the team. I, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. I can't on imagine that why. I can't yeah. imagine what they, why the fans would have felt, you know, a reason to disrespect him. I don't know what he did. Like, model citizen, model teammate, and they were just so rude. Like, I just, I feel for the guy. I really do. It's it, it, it really is. No, there's just no, it's... <laughs> like what are we talking about, bro? He didn't play his first year. He didn't. Then he didn't get vaccinated, and then he asked for a trade. Took back the trade request, and then asked for another trade and got traded. Where was there a good times in there that the fans were like, Kyrie, you love us? Bro. Yeah, where were they supposed <laughs> to have his back? Right. Right. And in that, the and there aren't any Brooklyn Nets fans. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey. I just realized I don't have my mic. So if you guys wouldn't be able to hear me, no, we actually, to actually could hear you. It, it is That's much crazy. better now, but we could hear you. It was yeah, like was sitting better. behind, like not, like buried, whatever. Um, there, it's it's just laughable, bro. It's just laugh. Like yeah. there's no self awareness, or there is, and he just like thinks he can get away with it because he kind of does but it's just crazy. yeah it's also like 
like he couldn't have waited till he played at least one game with Dallas. Like, I just I feel like he he's always talking about how everyone else is like the one filling the the, the drama balloon, but he he can't not help but talk about it everywhere he goes. Like when he's in Boston, he can't help but like you know say how he feels disrespected by Boston fans. Now he's leaving Brooklyn, and it's the same thing. Crazy, but as we know, Kyrie to the Mavs. Markeith Morris also snuck in there. Um, Shams had to quote tweet his own tweet to say, "Yes, Mar- Markeith Morris is also." You can't on edit tweets. Dallas. What are we doing? <laughs> Come on, Shams. And then um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first round pick, two second round picks in 2027 and 2029 to the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie had a hilarious quote about the trade, actually. He said, we may have not have been like the most exciting duo to get traded, but we're the best looking or something like that. Oh, we may, we, we may not be the best trade package, but we're the best looking. So take that uh, as you will. But apparently Spencer Dinwiddie and Finney Smith think they're a couple of good looking guys headed to Brooklyn. Spencer um, Dinwiddie does have a great goatee, guys. I mean, he does. He does. And and Mark Cuban got his star player for Dorian Finney-Smith. So he was right the whole time. He, he was right the whole time. So he's going to get a star player for Dorian Finney-Smith, and here we are. You know, he, you know, obviously, you have, you have Dinwiddie in there, too, and a 2029 first-round pick, which, first off, that's not real. 2029, that feels yeah. like 40 years away. That's not a real pick. Who knows what the league's going to look like then. So, I mean, honestly, you know, Kyrie's going to be locked. It has going to have to be locked in, and that's a giant question mark. And that's obviously where you get more of a discount on Kyrie than a you know if you just took a player of Kyrie's skill and said this guy's going to be locked in all year, you're going to have to pay a lot more. So the Mavs did you know get him for somewhat of value, but it's just a giant question mark. We have no we have no idea what would expect with Kyrie. We have no idea if a week after in Dallas he's going to be like, all right, I want out, or I'm just not checked in, or he could just. Go back to Kyrie of old. We have no idea, but like I said, I got to tip my tip my cap to Mark Cuban. He got a star player for Dorian Finney-Smith. So good for you. You're a man of your word. We'll see yeah. if it works out. This should be the Dorian Finney-Smith trade, not the Kyrie Irving. <laughs> That's what they should call here? it. Dorian <laughs> it's like it's, you announce the trade. You're like, uh, Brooklyn Nets acquired Dorian Finney-Smith and a few other pieces in exchange for Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Yeah, in exchange for Markeith Morris and Mr. Irving. Shams <laughs> um, quote tweets the rest of the trade. He's like, oh, yeah, and Kyrie Irving was added. Yeah, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah, oh, the Nets also got Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> He's also in there. <laughs> so let's let's start with the Mavs here and break break this down. I want to start with the 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 term that everyone loves using. It's kind of an old head argument, but also it's one that I feel like this generation of NBA is really brought out in the people. The only one ball argument. I want to know where your guys are at with Kyrie and Luca, and that seems yeah. to be when people like to talk negatively about this trade. And how is this going to work with these two types of players playing together? The only one ball argument. Where are you guys on this? I have I have my stance, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about the only one ball argument with Kyrie and Luca. I feel like it's – oh, go ahead, Steve. No, you go, Jay. You go first. I feel like it's fair, like, to, to say it with all, all these stars, whatever. But also Kyrie Irving has played – you know, I've made my jokes about – the superstars that Kyrie has asked to trade from um, LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum at this point. 
And those guys like the ball in their hands too. Like yeah. Tatum, not as much, especially at that point in his career, but LeBron, certainly. Um, and he played well off of Durant too. And so I think that, and Luca is the highest usage of all those guys, right? But yeah. I still feel like Luca is one of the, I mean, Luca is one of the smartest basketball players on planet Earth. I think he's going to make it work offensively with Kyrie. And also, like, Luca has to, that's the thing about this trade. There's two things that I'm optimistic about this trade for. And then I'll get into my pessimistic and I'll pass it over to you, Steve. The things I'm optimistic about are obviously the offense, but also Luca is going to be motivated to make this work because he's never played with a player of this caliber and knows that it might be his best chance to play with a guy like that. And Kyrie's, and we've talked about this all year. It's contract year Kyrie. It's why he's been tried or tried to ball out and tried to be on his best behavior for the Brooklyn Nets and then inevitably getting his trade. But now, whether it's with the Mavericks or whatever other teams are in the league that are have cap space coming up, he's this is literally his last shot to get a max contract. He has to if he was had to be on his best behavior with Brooklyn and now he got traded in his contract year, he has to be like he can't there could be any missteps there can't be anything otherwise that that's you might be done negative impact is defensively they're just it just ain't gonna work (laughs) it's just it just ain't gonna work (laughs) and i just don't know how and just it's just not gonna work i can't see those two guarding anybody and they traded their best defender on a team that already wasn't good defensively and I just don't think Kyrie Irving is I don't why should I why should I trust that Kyrie Irving is gonna work anywhere? Even if it's Luca, any situation. He's if you can't play with the three people that we just that I'd stayed off before, who I think have all been labeled as unselfish superstars at some point. LeBron always as he's about to pass the scoring thing, always been regarded as a pass first guy trying to get teammates involved. Jason Tatum is a scorer first, but one of the biggest team guys you'll find in the NBA. Kevin Durant all about the team bro he gave up all his glory was like i'll go to steph's team i'll go whatever all this shit whatever and Kyrie's never been able to do that i just don't i don't know i just have a sour sick feeling of what this could look like yeah no i i agree with that i think there's a lot of question marks with Kyrie in terms of if he's gonna be locked in for the team anything off the court issues just if he's gonna be happy in dallas if he's gonna want to play you know, however they want him to play in Dallas. But it, I just set all that aside and just talk just strictly basketball here and the two basketball players. I think the addition is going to help Luca in terms of his offense, taking a lot of pressure off him. The biggest thing, and I think the biggest reason the Mavs are trying to get another guy, another type of superstar, you know, playmaker, but not only that, someone who can create their own offense in a way that not many guys can is Kyrie Irving. That is the guy right there. You look at and this year in the NBA, in terms of points scored in isolation, Luca's second in the NBA, Kyrie's ninth. Now, Kyrie has missed some time. Obviously, he's played with Durant, too. But if you look right now in the NBA and you try to rank the best ISO ball players in the NBA, it's hard to keep them out of the top five. It's hard to keep both guys out of the top five. Now, the biggest thing with the Mavericks and the biggest frustration that's come with the Mavericks and what's held them short for the past few years is Luka will get his, but when he starts to get drawn those double teams – and when, when the defense has their full attention set on him and they're trying to trap as soon as he crosses half court or they're sending in the double team or they're both you know coming over on the pick and roll and just not giving him type any open looks. And really all he's got to do is try to drive to the lane and get fouled or kick it out for the open three. They're not hitting the threes this year. 
They're not hitting the threes. Bullock has taken a step back. Dorian Finney-Smith, who they traded, and I know he's mainly there for defense, but he's not hitting the open shots. Maxi Kleba's Mr. Inconsistent. Even, even Spencer Dinwiddie has been very shaky from outside at times. And that's the biggest thing with the Mavs. They don't want their offense to be either, all right, Luka's going to do some magic stuff. Luka's going to create his own shot. He's going to drive whatever. Or Luka's going to draw the defenders in and get guys open and kick it out. They want to have another option where it doesn't have to all go through Luka. It also will allow Luka time to come off the court, right? Time to come off the court, rest a little bit, and not be worried that you're going to be down 20 points after four or five minutes out of the game. The Mavs have the number one rating, the number one rating when Luka is on the court in terms of efficiency. They are dead last in the NBA when he's not on the court. That is a giant yeah, You Like, that is something that's unheard of, and I'm not trying to say Luka's the best player in the NBA, but I think he's the most valuable to his specific team because the Mavs are completely they are a lottery team they're probably the worst team in the NBA when Luca's not on the court when he's not playing for this team so to have another guy come in there where even if Kyrie is not you know the type of Kyrie he was in Cleveland or whatnot even if he's just what he was doing a little bit in but, Brooklyn but man it was man, out he's scoring 27 a game like he's like yeah he a lead Kyrie saying. right now too he's That's not even like saying. yeah but that's what I'm saying. If they can get that type of Kyrie, if they can get that from Kyrie, you know how much pressure that takes off Luka? And then I think Cuban's okay with that. I think the Mavs are okay with that. We'll figure out everything else. If we need to get some guys who are more strength and defense than offense, we can throw them in that way. We could try to make a deal maybe for a secondary player who can help with the defense. They'll yeah. figure everything else out as long as they know that they can get another offensive talent like Kyrie to just take the pressure off Luka, to allow Luka, even when he's on the court, just a couple possessions where he can just go stand in the corner. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would take so much off because I've watched way too many Mavs games this year, and it's Luka is either dominating the game, getting whatever he wants, until whatever team he's playing decides, okay, we're taking that out. Double team, triple team, whatever it is, trap at half court, whatever it is, to just try to get the ball out of his hands. And the Mavs shooters have just been suffering. They, they've been terrible this year. And it's been beyond frustrating to watch. But now when you have a guy like Kyrie to where you can't double team Luka 99% of the fourth quarter anymore if you're playing the Dallas Mavericks. You might be able to score in the Dallas Mavericks because they're not defending anyone right now. But yep. you can't get away with just double team, double team, double team, double team and trap because guess what? That everything's going to be out of sorts defensively. He's just going to kick it to Kyrie, who, in my opinion, one-on-one, -on -one, if we're just going street ball here, one-on-one, -on -one, one defender against one one player with the ball there's not many guys i'd rather have than kyrie Irving. there's nobody i would rather i'm completely with you there go ahead donnie yeah and i i you know i think steve's on, on the same page as me i i think there's definitely a possibility this duo and this you know experiment with kyrie irving on the mavs doesn't work but i don't think it's because of the whole only one ball thing we've seen what kyrie mm -hmm. can do on imploding teams and it's be, it's a character issue. It's a non-availability issue. But the only one ball argument, I just don't think it can apply to these two for what Steve said at the beginning of, of his argument. Like, they are literally both in the top five ISO players. They're two, like, of the only guys who can sometimes draw triple teams during a half-court offensive set. 
And if they're both on the court at the same time and they draw two or three, that's what I'm saying. It's just over. It's already it's over for the defense because over. you have those guys playing alongside one another. And then, you know, we, we all assume that Cuban's probably not done before the deadline. They're already talking yeah. about how they want to trade Hardaway. They want to try to move Christian Wood. So He's if they bring in if they if they bring in another guy, it, it, you know, it just it works even better. So, yes, I think this could blow up in their face um, as the Dallas Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving. But I don't think it's this whole only one ball thing that I keep hearing about the Dallas Mavericks. And another thing, too, and this is kind of somewhat related to Kyrie's, you know, his off-court issues. If there is one owner that will either, you know, help his players do whatever it takes to try to get them in the right, it's Mark Cuban. Like, that, like he is, he's the one who will and try to help them out. Like, and he's also going to uh, any of this bullshit. There's Jason Kidd is a great person to be in charge of these two, too. I think managing the personalities and just from a respect level that he's going to have from Kyrie, right? Like Kyrie doesn't respect a lot of coaches. We've seen that like respect anybody really. He's going to respect Jason Kidd when he walks into that or when he walked into that building today, like there was an aura around Kidd that he respected, especially with Team USA stuff. You have to think of Kyrie's Team USA history, how much he's definitely bumped shoulders with Kidd and and worked with him and everything. I think that's going to be huge to just um, just his just his mental headspace, which is really what they need. They just need him. And I and that's why I think it's with his contract and everything. There is a good chance that he is going to be locked in for the entirety of the year. You can't guarantee that, but it's, he doesn't really have another chance here. And this is a guy that you got to make it work in this situation. So yeah, I'm with you guys. I think offensive, like their games are going to be 130 to 130 every night in the last minute. Like they're just going to be track meets and they're going to score up and down. But if, if they're not playing any defense and they're playing a capable team, it's just, they're not going to be able to stop them at all. And that could be mid teams too. Like, it's not going to just be the offensive juggernauts. It's going to be, the Washington Wizards are going to put up 140 on the Mavs like some of these nights and stuff like that. But if they go and maybe Pascal, but even if they, they're in on OG right now, everybody's in on OG. And right, OG yeah, right Ryan Rosillo said that people are, that they're asking, they have, they want three first round picks for OG and an OB. And they might get it. I mean, this is the problem with the goddamn Timberwolves trading five for Rudy Gobert. Because now you set that benchmark, and now every negotiations, the team's like, well, you got they got Rudy, but oh my. Here's the thing if if you're the Mavs, just send a pick from seven years down the road. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you never, you don't know what that is. You're the 2029. Some kind of Christian Wood and package could work for og ananobi depending on what the market actually ends up for him by thursday like when people are finally putting offers in christian wasn't interested i know i know it's because wood probably it's probably not gonna resign whatever i i want i liked what i saw out of wood once he became a starter his defense has improved exponentially but with the team with with kyrie now you want you get that wing defender, you get rid of Wood, and you just elevate Powell's minutes. Who's a he's a solid defender as well. Um, I don't think it's as much of a drop off. And offensively, obviously, it's not. They're going to be better even without Wood. They would be better. Um, and yeah, so I, I they're a very interesting team the next two days. 
because they have to there has to be another move like i talk about all this the defense and everything and it is a real concern and even if they add an og and an ob he doesn't solve all their defensive problems but there's no way they just made this move and didn't have something else that they're also working on that's I think the first thing we talked about when we initially saw the the trade, right? We I, I obviously for me I had to I told you I'd take a few days to think about it. And I like Same. obviously the addition of the talent with Kyrie Irving's the most talent Luca's ever played with. I think it's really gonna help take so much pressure off Luca, who's at the highest usage rate in the NBA the past two years. And you know, he, he needs to have that for the match to be competitive. He can take a little bit less now. I think it'll help him, but they're not a complete team. The Dallas Mavericks are not a complete team. They were not a complete team last year either when they went through the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, but they were closer to being a complete team then than they are now. So we'll see. They have to. I, I don't think they're done either, Jake, but I think this deal definitely goes in the right direction, and we'll see. Like I said, I'm just talking strictly basketball here. It's a great move in terms of getting a talent like Kyrie. We'll see everything else, how it all plays out. But they're not a complete team, and even if it isn't a big-name guy, they have to switch some things around because you're right. They just yeah. they can't go out there and have run a track meet every single night. It's just you're not going to win in the NBA, especially – with some of the way the teams are built this year where they can play small, they can play big, they can like slow you down, grind you down, or they can run a track meet as well. A lot of teams can do that. The Mavs right now are just a simple, the way this team's built, the way their roster is, is just basically one style. So a lot of that has to change and you got to change it a little bit too, because you can't have a track meet team when you have Luka Doncic who likes to play with one of the slowest paces ever when he runs his offense. If Luka yeah. would dictate like how the offense would go every possession, they're using 20 seconds of the shot clock every Luka's trying to draw contact down low. But you don't have that type of team right now. So I like this move. They're just not a complete team yet. So it, it's it's hard to hard to say my true grade for this deal until we see, you know, any other moves potentially made before the end of the deadline, if that makes sense. Yeah. What What do you guys think Kyrie's outlook or the Mavericks' outlook has to look like for the remainder of the season and the playoffs for Kyrie to actually get that max contract that he's looking for, that four years, $198 million that he's looking for? What would his individual performance and like, do you guys think that it would have to do with the Mavs? You know, how deep they got in the playoffs. What would that have to look like for the Mavs and Mark Cuban to be like, okay, he's, he's earned our trust in less than half a season. Let's, let's go ahead and, and give Kyrie this money. What what do you, what do you guys think? I think there's three things, Donnie. I think there's three things. The first thing is how happy is Luca, right? Luca is your centerpiece. Why did Mark Cuban make this move? Why does he feel pressure to kind of rebuild the roster? To make Luca happy, to keep Luca yeah. in Dallas. So I think that is priority number one. If Kyrie and Luca can gel and play well together and make him happy, that that's that's a lot of pressure on Cuban to keep him. Number two, he can't have any off field, off court distractions. I think that's another big one too. And then number three, I don't think Kyrie needs to even do what he was doing in Brooklyn, but just be that secondary offensive option to where if Luca can come off the basketball court and rest, or if Luca's hurt and is out a few games, whatever it is, or even if Luca's on the court, just not getting the ball for a little bit, that Kyrie can run the offense and that the Mavericks aren't going to be worried that they're going to go, you know, 
go on like a three to 20 run and be down 15 points. So I think if those three things can happen where Luca's happy and Luca's happy playing with Kyrie, if Kyrie just doesn't have off court distractions and that if when Luca's out or Luca's not, you know, running through the offense that Kyrie's able to do that. And it's not, you know, almost similar to kind of Jalen Brunson last year, but I would say even hopefully better to where, Jalen Brunson, the reason he got the deal on the Knicks was because what he could do for the Mavs when Luka wasn't playing, when Luka wasn't yeah. on the court. So if Kyrie can do those three things, I think for his side of it, he makes a very strong argument to get that max contract. Whether he gets it or not is a whole other thing. But I think those three things, done, if those fall into place, I think Kyrie has the strongest argument as he's ever had before to get the max deal. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, all he has to do is score like 25 points a game. He could blow it up, and the Lakers are probably going to offer him a max. So, (laughs) (laughs) he's he's getting one at least. Uh, I think I think that's what he has to do. I think he didn't start off strong today because he, you know, whatever. I, I just don't. That with the deleting the Instagram posts and everything else that we talked about earlier, I don't think that's a good start to him cleaning up his ways. And that's what teams are going to look for as much as anything else. It's going to be hard pressed for him to get four years in a deal, I think. I think that's what it is. He might get max money, but I don't know if it'll be for four years. And I know yeah. that he wants that Lakers deal. The one thing about it, too, is that he wants to like line it up with LeBron if, he, if he's going. That's been the reporting. And I don't know if the Lakers are going to go for that either. Yeah, man, it's that that just reminded me. I can't, I can't believe we didn't talk about this when we first talked about the trade. But LeBron trading, maybe it's me. After like a, an hour or two after yeah. after Kyrie <laughs> got traded, it's just like dude, As like, he's why? going through it. He you saw the New York Times interview too. Yeah, like, I, wish I could go to Starbucks, and everybody took that so like he doesn't really want to go to Starbucks. I get where he's like coming from, but I think he just right, turned right. introspective. He's like, right. damn, bro, I'm like 38. Couldn't get Kyrie three times. Like this sucks. And but it's just like it looks. And like obviously like he doesn't care because he wouldn't have, like he wouldn't have tweeted it wouldn't have said it but it's just so funny like when Kyrie first went to Brooklyn like he went on podcasts like he went on like a run of podcasts just talking so much shit on LeBron and then like it and now like LeBron had this slight chance of getting Kyrie back as his teammate and he's like oh maybe it's me it's like dude why do you care? like you shouldn't care so much bro like you're about to break Kareem's record like why do you want Kyrie? back in town on your team like i get it that like they have that championship bond of course but i don't know it's just so funny to see braun butthurt after after he didn't get his guy um but yeah unless you guys have anything more on on Kyrie, let's talk about the brooklyn side about it a little because brooklyn is definitely interesting i mean obviously we we talked about it Kyrie, best player in this trade Change, probably changes the landscape of the Mavs more than the you know Brooklyn side changes the Brooklyn Nets, but Spencer Dimwitty, Dorian Finney-Smith, those two guys will will make an impact in, unless you know another move's coming and one of those two guys or both those guys are moved again. But like, what does this team look like moving forward when KD is healthy? We I actually just got the report um, that Kevin Durant is not going to is not going to play officially in the all-star game. So we won't get KD back until after the all-star break. But I mean, just initial thoughts. What do you guys see Brooklyn going forward? Like, do they blow it up at this deadline? Um, is KD on the move? I mean, 
what there's so many things circling around Brooklyn now. I mean, they were the they're the fucking four seed in the Eastern Conference, dude. Like they didn't like Kyrie walking out ruin ruins everything for this team. I feel bad for the fans, honestly. Like, where, where do you go from here if you're Brooklyn? Are they ruined though? I don't know. I don't know what KD can like how high KD can elevate a team anymore. Like we, I guess we haven't really seen it. We've only seen him layered next to stars for years. But if you look at the Brooklyn squad right now, like it's kind of, it's a pretty well-built team and a well-built team for like what KD does well now. Like he has shooters around him. He has great wing, he has great wing defenders and Ben Simmons and now Finney Smith, who Finney Smith is just going to take over for whatever Ben Simmons was doing at the end of games, I think because Jacques just doesn't trust Simmons there. So they have a trusted guy there. Claxton has been Incredible. outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. Arguably one of the most approved players this year. Like, he has so, a very good case for that. Yeah, I agree. So if you take Simmons out of the starting lineup in this scenario and you have Dinwiddie, you know, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, whoever, that Cam Thomas at this point now, there you have go. to be a starter. There you go. has to be a starter. 44 and 47 back-to-back nights. Or back-to-back games. It's insane. Yeah. It's 90, insane. Like, combined 91 and two games. <laughs> like, talk about a guy who realizes he has an opportunity right now. <laughs> and and is making the most okay. of it. It's crazy. Like, I'm going to – I wasn't planning on watching that Suns tonight, but I feel like I kind of have to just to see if Cam Thomas is going to be, you know, supernova again. But, like, they have yeah. a pretty well-built squad. And I know the East is a bear, obviously. Like, it's going to be – it's going to be tough to get by – you know, Boston, Milwaukee, and and Philly with that roster with Brooklyn. I think they're clearly the fourth team there, but they got swept by Boston last year with KD and Kyrie. So how much worse can it, you know, really get? I feel like they're I feel like it's still a team that's built well around KD, but they are clearly in that they might be in a tier alone. Like I still think they're ahead of the Cavs just because they have Kevin Durant and the Cavs don't, but they're not they're not with Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston anymore. They can't be considered there. Do you think if Katie's healthy for an entire series, that they could give them a series yes. or even get an upset against. Oh, I think they could. I think they could make the finals still. I, I just, I do too. I do too. I like, yeah. I like the way this roster's built out. Like you said, Nick Claxton's been balling out this year, and I think Dorian Finney-Smith and Ben Simmons, those are great wing defenders. Those are great defenders. There, I, Dinwiddie's a solid player. Like he's, he's a solid player. He's nothing, and, you know, too special. But yeah, he, his best years, and they book. might not be done. They're, they they did. want Van Vliet back. In Brooklyn, Dunny, yeah, to have Dinwiddie back. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, like it could be just getting him more comfortable again. Like he was balling out in Brooklyn, and then Cam Thomas has really stepped up. And I think that's if I don't think they'll keep this pace up. But what did we say about Cam Thomas coming out of LSU? This guy's yeah, he a was walking bucket. He's a yeah. walking bucket, and he was also a freshman at LSU, super young. Cam Thomas still super young and he's a walking bucket so now what do i say all the time with these guys that i see the talent when i'm watching college basketball they just need the confidence at the professional level so this is really helping cam thomas he could be a piece for them too going down the stretch and i'm not saying that cam thomas is going to come in and replace kyrie irving because that's outlandish but what i'm saying is cam thomas could be a guy you can rely on to score or hit open shots when this team is fully healthy and you look at the Brooklyn Nets now, they've got a nice rotation of at least six, seven we didn't even guys. TJ Warren. Warren, too, who bubble bubble monster, TJ Warren, <laughs> who has actually started to play better these past couple months, too. He's not gonna, never going to go back to He's bubble TJ Warren. 
He had too many injuries after the fact, and he was never he's, he's never going to be the same guy as Bubble T.J. Warren. But you're right, Jake. That's another guy, too, that can help this team. Like And the Brooklyn Nets, past couple of years, defense, shitty, 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 shitty defense. Their defense it was improving a lot the, this year, and they just, with this trade, a huge yep. upgrade on defense. A huge upgrade. So yep. the team seems more well-rounded than before. It's just a matter of that KD guy. He's just got to stay healthy because this yeah. team this team dies without him. Yep. Yeah, and Kevin Durant, right? Like, I feel like they're, they're almost like two separate questions at this point. It's like, what does this trade mean for Brooklyn? Yeah, that's, that's one question we just talked about, but – now it's like, what what does Brooklyn do with KD and vice versa? What does KD want? Because as we much as we have heard a word from Kevin Durant either. Yeah, and like word. as much like say what you want about Kevin Durant, but like he asked for his own trade this summer. I'm sure it was probably because he was he was fed up at that point playing with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. was he was probably mad that Harden you know kind of just left them high and dry. He went there to start over and kind of do his own thing. He didn't ask for James Harden. He didn't ask for Ben Simmons. And he didn't, I guess he didn't anticipate Kyra doing this. That's that's on him. But, like, Kevin Durant, where where are we at now? Because the, the Brooklyn Nets say today that they have no, you know, we're, we're getting such conflicting reports on the, the whole Brooklyn Nets-Kevin Durant situation. They're saying, you know, they don't intend to, to trade Kevin Durant this season but he's going to want to trade in the summer and like the Phoenix Suns are involved. You have the classic Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant rumors stirring all the way back up again. Line <laughs> me up, baby. Better be done by Thursday. It better be done. That's all I'm no. saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, your boy, your boy, Brett, he offered me the same trade. He said, would you do Mobley, Garland, and Levert? And I said, yes, without a thought, baby. Kevin really? Durant. Kevin Durant, this is the thing about Kevin Durant that people, I think not us, but I think that nationally, I don't think people are giving Durant enough credit for what he's done this year on the basketball court because of the situation that's been going on. Like no one wants to like give talk nicely about the Nets. We, how many times have we said like, we hate talking about the Brooklyn Nets True, so many times. And like, I feel like that's manifested in a lot of different ways. And Durant, when he's been on the court, has just been like, this is one of his best shooting years of his career. MVP candidate. When he's MVP healthy. candidate. Everything. He's- yeah. And if he, I know he's 34, but he doesn't really, uh, the only thing is health with him. Like, he doesn't need, age I don't think is going to affect his game because he is one of the greatest shooters of all time and is seven foot. Like, we know that those guys can extend it out. And it still feels like he's got like three like MVP level years in him. And yeah, like what does he want to spend that in Brooklyn? Where who where's the other star coming from now? Where's it coming from? You all like yeah. they don't have another option. This I don't think a thing I think it's right that you couldn't wouldn't want to get something done before the deadline. That's just a quick turnaround to make a deal of that magnitude. And also just the fact like we kind of have a decent squad. Like maybe we win the title and he wants to stay. Like you kind of, I think you just have to go for it. And I don't know, like in the summer, if we have to go through this whole thing again, is, is Phoenix really like an appealing spot with just Booker, no CP, Aiton's probably on the way out, like new ownership, all that stuff. Like, I don't know where the KD, you know where I think the KD spot is actually, if it's in the summer, it's Golden State. (laughs) 
And actually, oh I think bro. the Warriors actually, yeah. I think the Warriors should be doing, I think they should offer Moody, Kaminga, whatever they need to right now and trade for Kevin Durant because they, without Curry, could miss the playoffs. And this, we know this is their year of reckoning. Like they declared Tremont decision at the end of the year, all this stuff. Like, yeah. do it now. Like, if you're gonna, if, like, I would. They make said a, they're make looking to trade spot, Wiseman bro. as well. Not that he, run, not right? that he holds that much value. But, I, yeah. You know, there, there's definitely a few teams that probably are holding out hope for Wiseman though. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they see that type of athletic build. They see the age. They're like, this is a project, but it's you know could be worth the risk type of deal. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think you're right, and I think that's what I was talking about earlier, Jake. Right? So there's a lot of these teams kind of in the middle where we mentioned Golden State. I think Toronto's one of those teams. I think Chicago's one of those teams where it's like, are we gonna buy and just try to put you know a little bandaid on our problems and hope that if we can make a couple deals, it can go away, or are we just gonna blow it up and rebuild everything? And I think you're right, Jake. That I think you just got me State, so excited. But- with that curry injuries right in that camp he's they're wait. right in that group but wait you just got me so excited the uh, bulls need a trade for kevin durant no, i need no. kevin durant in my city bro that would be illustrious <laughs> first off do you know what the return would be for that and secondly then Habib, you're looking at a team you're William. looking at a team there with kevin durant and nicole and no, no vooch, is, vooch is getting vooch is the money of the trade you trade vooch, oh, vooch you, trade, the- you trade pat williams you trade levine and whatever first round picks they can move that's not a bad return so then he's just gonna play mid-range basketball with Dur- yes! And KD. yes that's, that sounds amazing <laughs> and io i like uh, io. i like io that's my dream now i'm gonna try to manifest it that that would be cool if kit to see kd in chicago i I just want to explain the the, the celtics jalen brown kevin durant thing one last time and why i think it's way less likely this time around than the first rumor. For starters, Kevin Durant's injured right now. Mm-hmm. The Celtics yeah, are also the best crazy. team in the NBA. Yeah. Jalen Brown's eight years younger. We we've already gotten past. I don't care. I do because selfishly, as a Celtics fan, I, I'd rather go for a dynasty than than just one ring. And I think you only get one ring if Kevin Durant comes. And I know we don't have any yet with Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. But the the future is bright. You would you would assume if the the betting odds would be that Tatum and Brown win a championship together. If I'm if I'm a betting man, I'm putting that bet in. At some point, this core wins a championship together. I'm I'd rather have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs too. I'm not feeling so good about it anymore. <laughs> hey, don't put that evil on me. I'm in a, I'm in a weird spot right now. I'm just gonna <laughs> but and then. The, the reason I think it keeps getting brought up in, you know, from the media, from Stephen A. Smith, from whoever else, it's because I'm sure Brooklyn still is inter- interested in Jalen Brown along with oh, yeah. 31 other teams. This in is, NBA. This is, why don't, would, don't get it twisted. Yeah. All these rumors, all of the Stephen A. saying this, it's because Joe Sy is hitting up Stephen A. and being like, yo, we want Jalen yeah. Brown. He is right, like, of course. if Brooklyn, if you want to repair your image as a franchise, who is the front man in the NBA that Joe Sy would like to do it with? Jalen Brown makes all the sense in the world with everything we know about him, with social, socially that he does and all he does like out, outside of basketball and everything. That's the kind of guy Joe Sy has been and wanted like at least like the kind of culture he's wanted to build in there. It makes all 
the sense in the world for the Nets to want that trade. I get, I completely get where you're coming from, Dunny. I just like Durant and Tatum is just, it's. And that's the thing. Like, obviously I would end up loving it. And I've wanted Kevin Durant on the Celtics for as long as Kevin Durant's literally been in the league. Since like he's Tom my. Was, since Tom was out there and where were they in the Hamptons or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> was it, was even... it Tom, Kelly Olenek and. Uh, and Marcus Smart. Yes. <laughs> what a recruiting what a recruiting group and Danny Ainge Danny Ainge's old and they were close ass. bro they were so close yeah I dude I thought it was happening I, was I woke up on the 4th of July devastated that he went to Golden State but yeah and I would, I would learn to love it that day. <laughs> yeah. a lot of people were devastated I, my dreams were crushed that day <laughs> dude it was so I told you because we were we were on a camping trip me and my buddies and we didn't have cell service for like the three days leading up to it on the drive back I remember that I was checking my phone and you know I love Curry I love KD and I saw that it was I think I was the only person on the planet who was like hyped I was like, this is like Curry and KD together. I literally, I literally got to celebrate a title for like two weeks. And I was like, all right, well, we're, this is done for. <laughs> like, that was, that was fun while it lasted. We're fucked. Best yeah. team we've ever had in our life. See you later. And what happened? They were the my best, first second best was, ever. And got to beat five. My first thought was, if you use the Golden State Warriors in 2K, you're a chump. <laughs> oh my god, dude. do you remember using them in 2k That's it was just unbelievable because that was when clay never missed that year clay he could have kicked the basketball and it was went. that the uh was that the year that they did the 99 everything curry year didn't they do that during that season do you guys remember yeah. that I think they, they had did, like the yeah. 99 curry weeks and it was just a week yeah. of games where you're playing kids with curry just putting up logo <laughs> shots the whole time controllers were lost that week <laughs> oh but yeah man, man. man. all right well f- final question here at the pod when do we think kevin durant's getting traded from brooklyn before his contract's up and is it at the deadline or is it this summer or next season uh i think, think it's in the summer to golden state i kind of like that I don't think he gets straight at the deadline. I think you said it's too quick of a turnaround. Um, I don't think it's Golden State. I don't. I really don't have a team, but I think it, I don't think he stays in Brooklyn after this year. However, and I sent this in, in in the group chat. I think the craziest trade, if they could pull it off, I don't think they will. But I think the craziest trade, and shout out Mir for this, bias Mir. But the Nuggets have pieces picks and everything if they really want to go all in and they have a couple of those big young players coming back with michael porter jr bones highland they probably give a couple other pieces maybe bruce brown someone else and then a bunch of picks if they wanted to go for KD and really wanted to go in because every time we look at this nuggets team it's a great team they're playing out of their minds jamal murray's been He's he's fully back. He, I will say right now, Jamal Murray is very fully back. Jokic yeah, playing better than the past two years, where he won the MVP in both those seasons. But the Nuggets were never really built for the playoffs. Nope. It's just something to put out there. I don't think it'll nope. happen. Jokic and Durant. Would it, that would be the greatest combo I think I, in my lifetime. I think I really so. do because you have the greatest passing big we've ever seen. And I, and I don't think that's crazy to say that ever. right now. And probably the greatest, you know, catch-and-shoot player of all time. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that would be scary. The floor spacing alone for the Nuggets would be wild. And that's just not even considering that they have Jamal Murray. Yeah. In the same vein as your uh, that of that trade and Jalen Brown as well, the Pelicans should be offering up Brandon Ingram for Kevin Durant right now. And yeah. it's scary because Zion's a guy that can't hasn't been healthy the whole time too. But just imagine Zion with the spacing of Kevin Durant on the floor. They would need to probably give up <laughs> what they probably have to go Ingram, Murphy, and Jones with some picks, right? I think they would be reluctant to give up Jones, but they I might do too. Have. But if here's the thing, though, if, but remember no, the picks. But, but, but here's the, remember the picks they have though. They have all those Laker picks that they oh, could just be like, we want Durant. You take these Laker picks. Have fun. But I also think, too, if if Brooklyn came back and said you have to include Jones, if you don't say yes to that in New Orleans, you're probably getting fired on the spot. Yeah. And I love Herb Jones. I love Herb Jones. But if they're like, oh, no, then Zion, we can't do it with that. Zion, Valanchunas, um, McCollum, Durant, and Dunning, shooting guard. <laughs> Sign me up. Like, that team is disgusting. Sign me up, bro. I'll take I would love a Durant, <laughs> I would love a Durant deadline deal to happen. There's a lot like I like I said, I want this deadline to get crazy. Oh, I think this is the year. I think it will. Crazy. Just wait, just wait. We're gonna we're gonna hit end broadcast and Shams is gonna tweet like yeah, we're gonna get heating up. It always happens, teams. bro. Dallas Mavericks have acquired Pascal Siakam for every player on their bench and seven first round picks in 2051. Mark, Mark Cuban has signed a contract with the Dallas Mavericks to fill out the roster. Yeah, they're signing people off the street. Cuban's doing whatever he can to try to get star players with Luke. And they're running Crawford's a six back. man rotation. JJ Reddick's back. Just all the retired NBA media guys, like, hey guys, listen, we need some help. Insane, man. I my prediction is I don't have a I don't have a spot where I think KD is gonna end up, but I do think that he'll get traded. Not at the deadline, but probably this summer. And I think I think Marks, I think Sean Marks might just accept defeat. I think he might just rebuild. I think Kyrie threw a wrench in this whole thing. I think (laughs) he knows Kevin Durant's gonna be upset now. He knows he can get a bag back for Kevin Durant, first round picks on top of young players, I'm sure. So I, I just think that, you know, and not a type of rebuild where it's going to be like the lowest of lows because we already see they have guys like Cam Thomas, they have guys like uh, Nick Claxton. So they have young, very talented pieces already. Then you have Ben Simmons that, you know, if he ends up panning out, great if he doesn't you can probably still trade him and get a decent package in return i don't know how many teams are all that interested right now well, but right now zero apparently yeah right now <laughs> but it could you know, change very quickly too if they do lean into that rebuild mode i i just i just see that's the way they're going unless we yeah. you know unless durant comes back and, and really enjoys playing with this solid group of role players around him which i don't think brooklyn's going to be all that bad when kd no. comes back but he just might be too too far gone and upset about, about the, this whole uh, Brooklyn situation. Right. Talking about the Mavericks, this feels doesn't this kind of feel like like the 2010 2011 Mavericks situation at this point with the Nets? Like they have a solid squad of role players around a generational forward that is yeah. playing right. late into his prime because his shooting has extended it. And if he can like that's the thing about Durant. If Durant gets hot in the playoffs and goes on one like the heaters that we've seen him go on in playoff stretches 
who I don't think there's even a team that can can stop that, even if it's just like if Durant's going for 45 every night. The only thing that stopped that in the last like four years was his big toe. Like it's literally yeah. the only thing. <laughs> when when it, it, all things are even, like that's the only thing. So the dude like, and he has to know now too, right? Like we talk so much about motivation, like everything's on him. He's gonna, he might be in a whole different mentality at that's this point the for the rest he of the season. He can win a championship <sighs> by himself. On his own. Every, all, there it all is. Shut them all up. Shut them all up. And that's big for KD because you know that bothered him badly too, and it, it, it's still to this day. So you're right, yeah. That you the you don't want to give Durant any extra motivation. Yeah, the East is gonna be so fun, bro. Oh my god, those Easterns, whoever's in the Eastern semis, whatever those matchups end up, are just going to be knocked out like that, just like last year, honestly, just knock down, drag out fights every single night, every single night. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> think we all are. i'm not i'm fucking terrified to be honest all right are you guys exhausted from the the Kyrie trade talk yet oh, yeah you I'm know it's yet. only gonna you know it's only gonna juice up the next the next couple of days and then once we finally see him in game action or night. Sit, or sitting on the bench who knows Dunny, before we leave though celtics any moves you want him to make any move you want him to make uh, I know yeah we just saw the grant williams thing yes yeah, so i money wants to be a starter but any moves you want the Celtics to make? So the Grant Williams, I want, I do want to touch on the Grant Williams thing at first because before today, beat reporters who are very tuned into the team said that they're confident. Grant Williams camp and the Celtics camp is uh, confident that they'll they'll get a deal done this summer with an extension, and the long term plan is to him is for him to replace Al Horford in the starting lineup. Right. So. Both those things, they seem like his needs will get met if that does happen. So I would be kind of surprised if we see Grant get moved unless it's like a package deal for some sort of star that we have no idea what's coming. Um, like kind of how Brad Stevens conducts all of his, tra- all of his trades. True. Um, yeah. That's another reason why I don't think the Durant thing will ever happen for Jalen Brown because we wouldn't know if – we wouldn't be hearing about it if Brad's up to yeah, something. True. Yeah. That's the other thing – we have six million in TPE, and apparently Brad Stevens uh, does not want to let that go to waste this time. So, what they, they waste think, last time? Didn't they waste a big one last time? Wasn't it like I think we waste like seventeen million, million or something? Last yeah. Year. yeah, yeah. It was so he doesn't want that to go to waste, and he's willing to trade first a first round pick or multiple firsts. I'm hearing for a contributor to the team. So I think Jakob Pertl is the guy who we've been hearing about mm-hmm. all season. Yep. And it's just, it makes so much sense. Not only and, is he a pain protector, insurance for Rob and Al, um, he's also just, a, you know, a guy that Brad Stevens seemed to have liked for a while yeah. and mm-hmm. great addition to the team. Were and you the, uh, the, the Spurs just traded for Dwayne Dedman today too. So that makes it seem True. like a hurdle move is on the horizon because they brought a guy in. Um, right. So yeah, that makes, that makes the most sense. And even a long-term guy for Al, like he seems like he would yeah. fit perfectly. Yeah, he would be good for the system. And then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, maybe we see a Jay Crowder reunion in Boston (laughs) and bring in a guy like Jay Crowder. Like, Oh, that's awesome. I don't know, just some forward depth. It's funny because the Celtics don't have good – like, their forwards are 
Brown and Tatum and Grant yeah. Williams, and they're so you know obviously right. I'm not putting Grant in the same conversation as though too, but. Brown and Tatum are so good that you just assume that, you know, the Celtics have these great forwards. Mm-hmm. We really have better, much better guard depth yeah, because yeah. we have Brogdon, White, Smart. Like, we have all those guys. We have Peyton Pritchard. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they beef up in, in that category as well. Go after a guy like Jay Crowder or, you know, someone along the same lines. But I think a move is definitely going to get done, What you know, whether it's another small move or – someone like Jakob Pertl and Brad just throws out first to go get the championship this year because obviously that's that's what they're trying to do. Right. And that's what they should do, right? <laughs> I mean, they yeah. were there last year. They came up just a little bit short. Yeah, and They I don't think really they have, have use for these first-round picks. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why, yeah. Go. I think it'd be smart for them to at least try to get just a couple depth pieces, if anything. If the yeah. But I um, wanted to hear your thoughts about it because you're the Celtics guy. Thank you. It's I'm actually wearing point. a Vancouver Grizzlies shirt today, though. <laughs> that's a sick shirt, though. Let's not talk about the Grizzlies. Well, yeah. That's another. That's another. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a whole episode anywhere. about that next week. Yeah. Um, um, I was thinking, it's funny you mentioned that about the wings, though, because I was trying to, like, think who was, like, what contenders were going to, like, trade for what and whatever. And I was looking at the Celtics. I'm like, yeah, they could use another wing. And it's like, but exactly what you said. Like, nah, like, just play Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown yeah. all the time. You don't need a fucking right. wing. Like, Plays it's Dylan, funny because you know whoever Sam Hauser all the time. Who cares? You got Jalen Brown next. <laughs> yeah, Hauser. Hauser had his first career NBA star last night. Went five and nine from deep. Let's go, no, Hauser. But played no defense. Well, yeah, well, expected. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Jaden Ivey was on, like he was on Jaden Ivey, it was just an instant bucket. But yeah, <laughs> that's terrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> Who knows, man? Um, all right, so yeah, that's that's a wrap on the Kyrie Irving bonus pod. The boys will not be back at it tomorrow, but Thursday, after all the trade deadline madness, which we're hoping for, we hope you know we hope yeah. it's it's a it's a big one. Recent years have been all right, but this this kind of this kind of feels like this is going to be a big trade deadline. A lot of moves, a lot of rumors. Maybe spicy P to the Mavs for Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll don't, don't put that don't put those thoughts in my head dummy <laughs> no you can't do that to me before we log off you can't you can't do that i'm trying to be calm and collective right now i don't need you that. better not just take my guy og he's coming to the cast oh, og ends up a fucking mav i will be so pissed that'd be so good for the mavs though i'll be pissed about that too, i will say guys Kyrie has a better team guys don't look now isaac akora was trending up <laughs> I don't know if we need to make. It I trade. won't look. Guys, he had he had twenty points the other night on ninety seven percent true shooting. That's actually wild. You can't do that if you're a bad shooter. Like he I has say, to have been in the lab in the last month. He's shooting like thirty nine percent from three or something. I will say the last couple of Cavs games I've watched, Akora's been getting open looks and he's been making them. He's killing it. It's kind of scary. Now I know. Well, I'm gonna make Jacob side here, but Lavert's gone, right? You you want Lavert gone? We I know. I want them, be if, if they don't, they can't trade him. They better buy his dumb ass out and let him go back to Brooklyn <laughs> or something. I don't care, dude. I don't want to see him play basketball ever again. Uh, that is I awesome. That All right, so we're hoping for. Jakob Pertl of the Celtics, Spicy P to the Mavs, and Karis LeVert buyout for Jake Scavely. Hit him out. <laughs> and anyone who can play defense for Addition the Mavs. Addition by Anyone. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who just wants to play defense for the Tyson Mavs. Tyson Chandler? Get him back? 
<laughs> Jason Terry? Just bring them all back, bro. Come on, get Jet out there. All right, that is it for Happy Hour Hoops. Follow us at Happy Hour Hoops One on all socials. Follow the three of us on Twitter. Follow Trainwreck Sports. And make sure to follow along on Twitter with us. We'll have all the trade updates this week. And then an additional pod or our regular pod uh, Thursday to keep you updated on the trades that happen. Oh, yeah. Later, guys. Have a good night, folks.